playing 18 to a full 60. Early leads to buzzer beaters. It all starts by getting on the board. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of On The Board Podcast. Lucky number 13. My name is Colby McKee. Across from me, Lance Dahl. Hello. We're in the same studio once again because Jesse Christensen is the old family man. Couldn't make it out. Make it. Yeah, he's got a haircut. Oh, is that what it was? I don't know. Oh, okay. He just said he couldn't make it. Well, I thought it was more family things. But anyways, hopefully we get Jesse back next week. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, between time, we got a bunch to talk about, especially in the NFL, because we are, what, 10 days away from the season kicking off? Is it next week already? Next Thursday. Wow. Crazy enough. Mm -hmm. And an absolute bombshell got dropped on Saturday night of all the times and all the places. Mm -hmm. Andrew Luck, quarterback, Mm -hmm. retires at the age of 29. He does. Um, I don't know where, where were you and what was your reaction in, in, initially when you heard this? Where was I? I was at a pig roast in Edmonton. Oh, fucking wasted. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I didn't even make note of it. Oh no. I just read it. I was like, cool. I made note and of it in our, on. in our group chat and yeah. nobody responded. I don't know. Maybe Jesse was drunk too. I was wasted. Yeah. That's why I didn't respond. <laughs> um, that's crazy. I was on my couch and watching Netflix. Oh, and lively I, Saturday night. Oh yeah. I know. That's what I do. Fuck, you're getting wild. And uh, could not believe it. I had to look down on my phone, double check the Adam Schefter tweet because everyone thought he got hacked. Right. And uh, it turns out he, he was not hacked. Andrew Luck actually had his press conference right after the preseason game. After he got booed off the field for the final time. That's another conversation if the mm-hmm. fans should have booed the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I guess... Uh, there was kind of two initial reactions. There was the, the shock of it all, which I, I definitely understood. Yep. But now you take a step back and you hear the press conference that Luck says he's just physically and mentally worn out from right. years and years of abuse on his body. And it's just, it's so sad to see. Yeah, the list of uh, Andrew Luck's injury history in the pros, well documented. This came from Zach Kiefer of... Uh, the Athletic, he's the Colts insider. Torn cartilage in two ribs, partially torn abdomen, a lacerated kidney, he was pissing out blood because of it, a minimum of one concussion, a torn labrum in his throwing shoulder, whatever that calf ankle thing was that was happening just a few weeks ago. Uh, and that doesn't even take into account the injuries that he could have and possibly, I assume, did sustain in college and uh, in high school and whatever you want to call it growing up. So, uh, yeah, I... I It's just, it makes so much news because A, it's, like you said, what, like 10 days before the start of the season, and B, a quarterback's never done this. This is never, like, not a high-profile quarterback like like Andrew Luck has this ever happened to. I mean, we've seen it with, like, in my recent memory, the most big, famous name is is Calvin Johnson when he retired at the age of 30. Very very good choice, yeah. Um, I guess the other one, running back-wise, I think it was Walter Payton. Retired. Barry Sanders or Bar- that's who it was. I'm yeah. sorry. The other, <laughs> the other speedy elusive running back. Yeah, so, the other, the other big name of his generation, Barry Sanders. And I guess in the case of Sanders, injuries also crept up with him. Right. And, well, and it was similar for for Calvin Johnson was too. It too? He, he'd been banged up a little bit, and he retired in his prime. But it, it's just different to see a quarterback do it. Like we, we've never seen it before, and so that's why. It, two, three days later, however far out removed we are, people are still talking about it because it's it's kind of crazy in this, a sense. This team was labeled as a potential Super Bowl contender yep. coming off an 11-5 season. They lost to the Chiefs in the playoffs. And now you downgrade significantly to Jacoby Brissett. 
uh, both in real life and in fantasy, because those who did their fantasy drafts also on Twitter <laughs> lost their minds, yeah. deservedly so. There were yeah. some that were drafting that night, and yeah. <laughs> I guess more famously was O.J. Simpson, of all people. Did you see that his freak out? No, but that oh would be my a, God. I do follow OJ. I just haven't um, been on Twitter in a while. Yeah, I think it was late Saturday night. He tweeted out a photo, or not a photo, a video yeah. of a panned uh, shot of his draft room in a looks like a bar or restaurant. Right, yeah. And he goes off on the camera for about a minute. Oh, yeah. And he was all pissed because he yeah. just drafted OJ, uh, sorry, Andrew Luck. So That's awesome. But uh, yeah, as I'm a, all about OJ Simpson's uh, Twitter, by the way. It is so good. Yeah, now since he's been out of prison, it's. Uh, hey guys, it's yours truly here. It's like Magic Johnson in the <laughs> yeah, NBA. Kind of. It's crazy. Except OJ's is better. Um, the Colts. I mean, if you're a Colts fan, I mean, you have a right to be upset because, like you said, it's so close to the season. You had such high hopes for the season. Right. You hear the press conference. Hopefully, your mindset changes a little bit because this guy went to war for you. They he. He <laughs> laid out everything he physically could to stay on the field and fight for the, his teammates, the city, all of that. Yeah. And then to boo him after you hear the news was very disheartening. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, like when I heard that and I saw the video, it immediately reminded me of Raptors fans and KD. Did it not do a little bit of the same for you where like the reaction was immediate and then the optics of it are really bad after, and you're like, dang, that probably shouldn't have done that. Optics-wise, yes, but there was no turnaround in the crowd. Well, obviously that not. That we know of. Well, when you get that many people packed into a stadium, it becomes a pack mentality. Well, when a couple people do it, and then it's like, okay, this is accepted. Let's all just jump in. You For know? the entire 30-second run-slash-walk to the locker yeah, room. Yeah, and that that's almost, like, that's worse. I, I don't like it, yeah. obviously, but... I mean, at the same time, for anyone who who criticizes it too much, like it doesn't change anything. But remember what Raptors fans did as well, right? It's a very similar comparison. No, I think so. No like, doubt. That was the first thing that came to my mind. But yeah, not a good look. But ah, oh, it's just it, it's just such a weird spot because I mean, like a- Andrew Luck was, and like last year was one of his best seasons of his career. After the the shoulder, the the labrum yeah. tear that you talked about, well, like, didn't he win comeback player of the he year? He did last win year comeback too? to player. Yes, he did. So it's just like to to see that and then have it be this ankle calf kind of whatever the hell it was that mm-hmm. that is the the final straw more or less. It's just like dang, it's just it it sucks for the game. It sucks for the Colts. Obviously, it, it's not good for anyone. But I mean, at the same time, who's to say that? that Andrew Luck doesn't come back at some point in there a couple was, years. I mean, There was reports about that as well. I, uh, I think it was Jim Irsay, Colts owner, did not rule it out. No. Uh, the door will always be open for Luck if he wants to come back. So maybe a year away, uh, refreshes his mind. He's he's newly married. He's got over $100 million in the bank. So is there any desire to come back? We'll have to wait and see. It's, it's hopefully, I mean, you wish him the best. You just want to be happy and healthy. You want to be in his 40s and not be crippled and pissing out blood. Yeah, I can't, like, there's no, there's no legitimate sense that anyone can make for criticizing a guy for going health first, especially when, like, as a guy who's a top flight quarterback in the National Football League, like, you're in high privileged air. Rarefied air, yeah. You are way up there. And to, you know, get yourself to that point and then make the decision to take yourself out of it, like, that takes stones in itself. 
Because think of all the money that he'd leave. Because he, let's just, let's assume, like for a top flight quarterback like that, he would play until what thirty six at least. If you're not named like, Drew Brees or Tom Brady, yeah, like like on the low end, thirty six. Yep, like that's a that's another big contract that he would get a thousand percent. And so, to to have the sound of mind to to make that decision and to be at peace with it seemingly, and and to understand that he wants to put himself first, it's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean, no, actually, no, you you can't even be mad at it. It, it sucks for the 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 team and for their fans, but. It also sucks for him. I'm sure it was the last thing that he wanted to do. But he said it himself. He'd fall, fallen out of love with the game, right? So yeah, toughest decision he ever had in his life. He said in his uh, press conference, uh, he's a Stanford guy. He's a very bright guy, and he can do whatever he wants in this world. So yeah, hopefully, wish him all the best. Uh, definitely, as a fantasy football owner, you hate to see it. <laughs> yeah, oh, but, yeah. But uh, that life rolls on. Another potential, uh, it, not just a pen- potential. Excuse me, a definite. Fantasy football injury to take note of. Lamar Miller, torn ACL, out for the year. Yeah, before we jump in on that, okay, that reminded me, just this Andrew Luck thing, I was trying to come up with a guy's name, Chris Borland. You remember Borland? He was that middle linebacker for the Niners, and he retired like... Are you thinking of Patrick Willis? No, 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 it was a young Bo- kid. Borland was, I think he was, yeah, I, he's on the Niners, I think he was a safety though. Oh, maybe. maybe. I know yeah. you're talking about, yeah. But he was like this big deal... And like like he he came out highly touted out of college. I swore it was Borland, and then uh, and retired like a year or two into his career because of head trauma. You're 100 percent correct. And yeah. it's just like like he, he's a, a similar but different instance. Like obviously he's not a quarterback, but he was really young when he retired. He was just 20 something years old. Yeah, he was younger than, than younger Luck. than Luck. And so to see this trend keep going is just crazy to me. That, that more and more players go down this, that road. But anyway, uh, Lamar Miller. Yeah, Lamar Miller. Uh, that was a great point by you. Uh, good, yeah, I just, just thought of that now with thought. Borland. Uh, Lamar Miller out for the year, like I mentioned, with the torn ACL. So in comes Duke Johnson, the guy they traded for from the Cleveland Browns, um, to finally get his starting role that he's always wanted. And right. if you're a fantasy owner, definitely target Duke Johnson. If you want a piece of that Texans offense, I know we don't talk much fantasy. We Maybe we will going into the season, but right. uh, Duke Johnson's a name to keep in mind for you sure. You think so? I do, because what's the what's the situation, the committee behind him? Yeah, a bunch of couple rookies. Uh, there's one maybe slightly better than the other, but Duke Johnson's the name, even though he's kind of a pass-catching change of pace back. Yeah. He's going to get his chance, and he wanted his chance. So it's just gonna like I don't know if he can handle fifteen to twenty carries a game. Probably not. And so it's like if he's if he like a lot of people are projecting him to get eleven, twelve touches a game. Like, is there any value in that for eleven to twelve touches? And he's not going to. Yeah. The the thing is, he's not even going to be catching a lot of passes because Deshaun Watson's the quarterback, and a, a running quarterback doesn't dump off. Like never or not never, but rarely checks down. I I would di- I would disagree with that because in years past playing fantasy, Texans Texans tight ends week to week were valuable. They would get six to seven catches. A yeah, game. but that's not throwing it back into the backfield. Like if Deshaun Watson's they already never, back there, he's going to run himself. He's not going to defer to go to somebody else. True, but they never had a pass catching back. I'd say other than Duke Johnson in his draft class, Duke Johnson was head and shoulders, and in his career, even in a limited role in Cleveland, yeah, pass catching back, he succeeded upon. Many measures, I it just that def- defies the thought process of a quarterback like that to me, right? Because it's like as a guy, if you can scramble, 
That's like also mentioning like Russell Wilson. Rarely will dump off to a back because he can get himself out of the spot. He can, he's not as mobile now as he once was. Um, but when he was younger and in the league, he was always scrambling around. And you, you, that's also like Lamar Jackson. Like, I, I don't expect Lamar Jackson to dump off either, right? And so you see these guys, I'm just like, like, I don't know. Like, I would take Duke Johnson as like a late round flyer. Right. Because if he can prove he can make 15 to 20 carries a game successfully, then sure. But I, I don't know that he's going to be able to. The one caveat I will definitely come back at you with is Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey. Cam Newton re-energized the running quarterback position. Right. And McCaffrey had over 100 catches last year, dump-offs, mostly. Right, but you also, it's Christian McCaffrey. Okay, yeah. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is... High draft pick. Well, he's just flat out better at every single part of football <laughs> than Duke Johnson. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? I get that. Like... You gotta that, give... You, if you gotta have somebody... Give him a chance. Sure. Least, right? Like I'm not saying he's never going to get the ball, and right. he's never going to be a pass catching back for him. But just in the situations that he was used in in Cleveland for however many years, those numbers are going to be significantly squeezed going into a Texans offense that features Deshaun Watson behind center. Yeah, and that's a good point because Duke Johnson, prior to Baker Mayfield being there, look at the gluttony yeah. of quarterbacks. Yeah, you needed a dump off, right? <laughs> yeah. So hey, you needed one. It's just I think if you're getting Duke in the middle rounds. Like if if you're there and you already have other spots filled in, then then throwing one out to Duke Johnson isn't a bad idea because, like you said, who who's coming to replace him? I mean, yeah. I'm sure somebody will pop up, but at this point, he's pretty well clear and set for week one. So yeah, see if the value is there for sure. Speaking of Cam Newton, uh, he's dealing with a minor injury, a midfoot sprain. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopeful and expected to be ready for week one. Hopefully, nothing to worry about because. Uh, you hate to see the Panthers' offense down their quarterback. Yeah, he got out of the boot already, I think. Right. Got out of his precautionary walking boot. Yeah. So, he should be good for week one. So. I mean, if you want to talk fantasy, that just increases DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel a little bit more. Yeah, definitely some sleepers for you to keep in mind. Not even sleepers. Like, they're going to be potentially... I think we talked about them last week. Maybe yeah. Not, but no. wide, wide receiver two is like... Yeah. High-end wide receiver threes with wide receiver two upside, so... For sure. For sure. And Canadian-wise, this NFL game was played on Canadian turf under a bunch of controversy. <laughs> the Raiders-Packers week three preseason game last Thursday... Right. Played in Winnipeg. They mm. had to... What? The situation. They had to move... The goal line up and make it an 80-yard field. Yeah, because they had to take the posts out. The posts, which is a big difference in Canadian versus American football. Uh Yeah, they had to move the posts, then the turf was all fucked up. And they they wanted to charge $300 for a preseason game. Yeah, that was another crazy thing. I mean... And nobody played a snap, even though technically the third game of a preseason is the dress rehearsal game where your stars do play mm -hmm. at least a series. Mm -hmm. I don't think uh, Aaron Rodgers played. I don't think Antonio Brown played. Nope. No, if you're paying three hundred dollars to not see a star, I'm, I'm pissed. I wouldn't even pay three hundred bucks to see a star play a preseason game, because no. what's the point? Yeah, what's the point for one like, series? Like if you if they're getting an actual game that has some kind of meaning in the season, then then that's different. But I mean, it's just asinine to think that people in Winnipeg are going to pay three hundred bucks. A, they're not. Packers or Raiders fans or Vikings fans because they can drive there. Wrong team to bring up yeah. to Canada, hey? It's just, that doesn't even make sense. No. Like, B, they can fucking drive there 
and six, see six hour trip they can fucking drive there so like <laughs> i don't understand like just, it was just so dumb to me it's like yeah pay 300 dollars for a preseason game for what reason yeah. I don't even know how many tickets they sold. I'm willing to bet most were comped. The that's very true. They I think the announced attendance was about twenty two thousand and that stadium holds about thirty four. So about sixty six percent of the the tickets were accounted for. I'd say. say half of the lower bowl was comped. That yeah. would be my guess. Yeah. No, I think the promoter was uh disappointed in the turnout. That promoter should be banned from promoting. Well Winnipeg fans, like you said, they're smart. They don't have to pay that god awful prices for something like that. No, and they have a football team. And their exactly. football team's good. So <laughs> like, that's what we've been seeing a lot of is, is this a bad look for both Canada as a uh, country in terms of not embracing the NFL football, which they can get, gladly get just by a drive away. Right. Or is it a bad look on the NFL to even, you know, put this product and the controversy with the field and all that good stuff uh, is a bad look for them to even schedule a preseason game in Canada? No, it's just, just on the promoter. Like if you're... If you're the league, if you're what, like the league's not going to say no because it just expands a little bit more reach into a different country. They're not going to say no to that. And the Blue Bombers are making money off of this. The There's Bombers like a four-way stadium, four yeah, four-way investment in that field. So they don't care. Like at the end of the day, they're running a business, and so they're going to accept the money because it's a business. So yeah, it just falls back on the promoter. I mean, you're you're going to have people in the states who. Are just, I mean, they're playing to Americans, so they're gonna say that Canada is an awful place, and it really doesn't matter. I mean, if they, if American, like, I mean, all, all the big four sports don't even take Canada into consideration for ratings. So why do we give a damn what they think about us when they bring a shitty preseason game to the, to Winnipeg, to Winnipeg, Alberta? I'd say, I'd just say most Canadians have an inferiority pro- complex, and we look to our neighbors of the south. For uh, oh, 100% encouragement all the time, yeah, in sports, especially that needs to just just relax. No, it's not a big deal, it doesn't really matter. I just found it hilarious that they played on an 80 yard field. That it was, was a fun. weird looking game. I, I watched it in a sports they bar, and it was just weird. They should have just played it like CFL rules at that point. Why not? Just do three downs, Mike Glennon, just air it deep. Yeah, yeah, that's what they should have done. They should have just made it an arena league game, put up boards. Oh my god, have it like 40 yard field, 50 yard, whatever it is. Cheers. That would be awesome. That would be way it. better. Yeah. The, the kicker could be, I don't know, throwing passes. <laughs> At that point, what difference is it? Like, what are you getting out of a preseason game you're playing it on, a, on an 80-yard field? I don't know. It's week three of preseason. You're playing on 80 yards. I think they won. I think the Packers won on like a last It was like 22-21. Yeah. Was, I was like, what? <laughs> it was close. I, I didn't even care about the scoreline. I, if I was any part of that coaching staff, I would have been playing anybody that had a jersey in the stands. Well, that was the thing. What does it matter? What, yeah, what is the benefit? Like you said, what's the benefit? These teams could have easily just said, I'm not playing on this crappy field and gone home. Yeah. They could have done that. And they probably could. I would have saved people $300. Well, people would have. The people who paid it. They would have uh, demanded refunds. But anyways, that's a different story. Hopefully, maybe next year if they bring a game to Canada, they'll bring those Vikings. If they bring a game, just... Bring one that kind of matters. Bring it to like... Not a preseason game that you're asking 300 bucks. Bring it to Mosaic... Or well, Mosaic had the opportunity for this one, did. though, right? That's and they true. shot it down. That would have been really cool to see. I mean, they're busy with Garth and what the Heritage Classic or whatever. I'm they're so, doing like anything but football in there. These I'm days. so excited to go. To, I'm. I got my tickets. That'd be cool. October 24th. That will be cool. And October uh, 24th. Eh? October 24th. Saturday night. Winnipeg Jets. It's Saturday. not a Saturday. It's Saturday. a Thursday. No, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> October 26th. Okay. October 24th. We have other plans here, at Medicine Hat. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, don't we have something? Rascal Flats. Rascal Flats. That's <laughs> it. 
We're not, I knew there was something. <laughs> we're I was not like, doing wait a, a second. There's something on that day. We're not doing radio stick right now. But anyways, uh, mm-hmm. looking forward to that. So um, let's switch over to hockey. A couple things in the in the world of NHL. On the ice. No, I'm not. As you would say. I'm not going there. Let's go on the ice. Um, Evgeny Kuznetsov, four-year ban, double IHF ban. He loves cocaine. For cocaine. Big coke guy. So the the photo came out, was it shortly after the World Championships in like May, March, sometime in the early spring there. Um, And he denied it. And he said that, I'm sorry, I put my teammates and my the, the Washington Capitals in this position. And then it comes out, what, four, five months later that he gets suspended. Yeah, apparently they had been talking already. Like the IIHF had reached out to Kuznetsov and the Capitals, and they were all aware for months beforehand. I mean, Kuznetsov was also the one that after the Caps won the Cup, there was a photo of some powder on a table. And uh, Evgeny was on the couch right in front of it. That's so, the photo I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah. Shocking. Okay, so that was after the Stanley Cup. That was after the Cup, yeah. Oh, I thought it was at the World Championship. I'm sorry. Okay. No. Um, yeah, so I guess the, the big talking point is why doesn't the NHL uphold this, this type of... Uh, not Probably not the same extreme because IIHF has very few tournaments. Like the next... He'll miss an Olympics for sure. Right, but uh, in terms of games played for, uh, he's on Sweden. No, he's on Russia. And he's I'm, still Russian. Yep. <laughs> I was thinking. Of, <laughs> I was thinking of Backstrom. Um, yeah. but yeah, for Russia, like in terms of uh, games he could represent Russia in, is not nearly as many as the NHL. But do you think some punishment in in the NHL should come down? Like, I no. know they're not going to, but should they ever? No, no. I mean, if you don't think that players in the NHL love Coke then you're fooling yourself. There's a lot of players in the league that are on coke. That's a great line. Well, it's... <laughs> you're fooling yourself. I, it's just... <laughs> I, I, really? I hate to break it to you, surprise. D- do you have some insider information? Well, I'm I'm not going to go put it out in the universe, but if you look hard enough, you'll find there's players who have been rumored to been suspended by the team for a day or two or a game or two because of cocaine okay. and other drugs. It, it's... It happens in every professional league. Like you'd be ignorant to think otherwise. These are people with a lot of money, and sometimes they make bad choices. Whatever. When it comes to the NHL, Coke isn't on their performance-enhancing substance list, so they can't suspend the guy for games. So they put him in their substance abuse policy program and let him talk to a counselor, and then he goes and he'll do more Coke when the Caps win again. He'll line it up. Yeah, it'll just be it'll just be what it is. <laughs> like I, I don't know. It's not a it's not a huge deal to me. Yeah, it's probably a big deal in Russia because they take their national hockey team very seriously, like oh. Canada. Well, like if this, if this was a Canadian player, it might get a bit more run. It'll depend a lot if professional players go to the next Olympics. That'll I'd, have a lot to to play into it. But imagine that Capitals locker room when you look across at Alex Ovechkin. And he looks, <laughs> he looks at you like, "What the hell are you doing?" Oh, I don't think Ovechkin was just in the dark. Like again, no, that's true. Like, take, but, let's take the ignorance out of it. I think they all knew Evgeny Kuznetsov maybe dabbled once or twice into a line, <laughs> might have ridden down Electric Avenue once or twice. It's a thing, uh, and that's it's okay. Well, I, just I, go to the program, get better. Don't be on drugs. Well, he won't though. Well, he's gonna go to the program. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll I'll go out on the limb and be optimistic that he uh, is no longer on coke. Okay. I shouldn't say on coke because it makes it sound so bad, and I don't mean to frame it in that negative light. But it's just like when we saw the picture come out after the cu- uh, the caps won the cup, I was just like, oh, well, that's a thing. 
And then to hear this, it's just like, well, surprising. Yeah. <laughs> they saw the I picture guess, too. I guess like, the timing is a little weird though. Don't you think? If, if oh, they, yeah. If it's you late. Say that the, if you say that they knew like pretty soon after that photo got released, right? Is that well, it was, it was reported that like not too far after the world championships ended. Yeah. It, it was, it's been out there that apparently the IIHF was talking to Kuznetsov and they informed the Caps and the NHL. Okay. So everyone kind of knew about it. It just took a while for whatever reason for this to come out. Nobody but, said a word. Yeah. No. And I, I don't know. I, I remember hearing this. I don't remember where, but I could have swore because he's banned for four years from IIHF. If the NHL goes into a lockout, Kuznetsov can't play in the KHL. Okay, that's so that's a more of an interesting wrinkle. That's definitely that's uh, he'll be playing like oh, I don't even know where he'd play. The USHL <laughs> featuring Evgeny Kuznetsov. I don't know where he plays. Oh man, he'd be a star. Like Norway or Switzerland or <laughs> Poland. Why we'll get there? I, I don't. <laughs> well, I, I don't know where he could possibly play. Uh, he, he might be playing for the Cubs. It's possible. <laughs> Like yeah. I'm just I'm not saying it's impossible, but nope. um, that's a big thing to me is that if the team or if the league goes into a lockout, it's gonna be tough for him to stay in shape like everyone else who's gonna go play in the KHL or whatever because yep. he can't. No, very bad. I think point. I think that's how it went anyway. Good, uh, good I could just be spewing nonsense. No, it's a good point. Uh one player signing with the Tampa Bay Lightning is Patty Maroon, one year deal on the cheap. Shocking. Stanley Cup champion. Add uh, some more another champion goes to the lightning add some more depth and then they won't win mm. I don't know it's hard to say they're not going to win because they're the best team and then they but, just never win but they weren't <laughs> and then yeah. they never win in the playoffs uh, quick note Rasmus Dahlin saying Buffalo's going to make the playoffs this year sorry one more on Maroon were you surprised that he only got 900k like 900,000 bucks is all Patrick Maroon got I mean he a took guy a, who just won a cup he took a one year deal to bet on himself uh, going right. into St. Louis so I mean, it's just surprising that a guy who wins a cup only got nine hundred thousand. You know? Yeah. Like in a way, totally. Like in the world of hockey, as soon as you get a a cup, usually your value goes up a little bit more. Like what? Another, what in the world did he was, was he on before? Another you know? another million probably. Well, I would have thought he would have got at least a mil. No. Um, probably, but I maybe he was desperate for a job at this maybe. stage of the game. He's just taking anything. So it's possible. Who knows? Uh, anyway, Rasmus Dahlin, Buffalo making the playoffs. Are you as confident in the 19-year-old stud as no? He is. But he, what, what else is he supposed to say? We're gonna we're gonna try our best. We're yeah. gonna try not to be the standard Buffalo Sabers. He didn't have to say that though. Well, but it's like, what else are you supposed to say? Like, so you've got if, a great young team. Looking forward to another great season. Sure, and uh, hopefully I'll develop. Doesn't have to. And, doesn't make. But you also hit on the same thing. He's under 20. Yeah, like he doesn't know that. He's not, he's like, sometimes kids just aren't that savvy. They just say the first thing that comes to mind. That's true. What things you recited off were just savvy media answers. He gave you a, a typical young kid answer. I, I, put, I, I put no weight into it. <laughs> Am I not a young kid anymore? No. No. You're old as shit. <laughs> but like, like, it, what is he supposed to say? Yeah, we got, we got a good team and we're going to try hard. Yeah. Like, okay, so he thinks they're going to make the playoffs. Like, they're not, but he, he thinks they're going to, and that's what matters, right? I, think, I don't think they're going to. I think whatever. in the case of Buffalo, it's going to come down to goaltending, to be right. honest with you. Right. And uh, we'll have to see what happens with Buffalo. Um, they, well, yeah, because what they saw of Carter Hutton. Yeah, I think so. Carter Hutton, and that's about it. Right. But Carter Hutton's not getting any younger either. Uh, another team who signed somebody longer than a year is Colin White and the Senators. He's on a six-year deal. Senators <laughs> never signed anybody. He's the second highest paid player on the team. Behind a guy that they do not want on the team anymore. Yeah. Bobby, Bobby Ryan. Ryan. Bobby Ryan guy. 
Um, what's that say towards the other young core, I guess? Like with Shabbat coming up and uh, what's the other young guys? Really? I mean, uh, he was a young guy and he got his well, deal. Brady Kachuk's going to have a contract right. that comes up. Kachuk, I forgot about him. I mean, it's just more, it's impressive that somebody has said they want to stay in Ottawa for six years. That's yep. what's impressive to me. Right. Like, I, I, I'm just surprised that somebody wants to stay there long term. Maybe that's a good sign for them. I don't know. They have like a bunch of 19 to 25 year old players. So, then they have a lot of money. We know that. They do. So, yeah. Just kind of neat that Colin White got. Twenty-eight and a half million bucks, and I guess that is just to get to part of it is to get to the salary cap floor because even <laughs> with their long-term injuries that they took on, like they took on who's the recent guy? Oh man, that's drawing a blank. They just made a trade and they took on some long-term injury reserve money. The reason why I don't remember Lance is because is the at- Ottawa Senators are such a trash organization. All of a sudden, they are. They're bad. Like they were. They were nearly nearly at a cup. Yep. And now they're just a joke. Was that two seasons ago? Something Three like years that. ago? Yeah. They're just so annoying. Anyways. Hey, Tyler Ennis is there. Oh, yeah. He'll okay. be playing top six minutes. He will be. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's good for the young kids. My hopefully, God, they have a lot of kids. Yeah, they do have a lot of kids. Jesus. And hopefully the talent starts rising to the top like it did with Shabbat and Kachuk. Oh, by the way, you were looking for Callahan, I would assume. That is correct. Yeah, Ryan Callahan for the Tampa Bay Lightning. They took on his long-term injury. So I think there's like him, MacArthur, and Marion I want to say Gabrick. Gabrick. Yeah. Yes. And the, all of those are like $10 million in long-term money. 15. 15, 15 <laughs> oh million bucks gosh. on the uh, LTIR. So... They have to get to the cap because that stuff clears. That fifteen million clears doesn't count. Well, good thing they got Dion Phaneuf on their buyout. So right, that'll, that'll help out. Interesting. My God, they got some bad kids though. Speaking of kids, sorry, go on. Yeah, the RFA market still not opening up. No, but what we've are got you a- talking about? Colin White signed. <laughs> yeah, he was an RFA, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, okay, none the of the dominoes big- are falling. None of the big wigs we've been talking about for the last five weeks. I don't know. Colin White's pretty big. You got four point seven something million dollars a year. That's huge, huge. That's a massive deal. Mitch Marner still hasn't signed. He is not. But he's talking to a team out in Switzerland. You mentioned Switzerland, and you mentioned Norway. Yep, yep. So Mitch Marner it might be practicing with a Swiss team. Cool. And Miko Rantanen today was on the ice in Norway. Yep. For a Norwegian team. Yep. So, are they just? Prepping for this to be a. I'm sorry, I'm just so done with our long term December first. I want somebody to deadline. get offer sheeted. I, I do too. Like right now, I just want to see chaos go off. Like I just, I want the Devils to just go offer sheet five guys at once and see what happens. We're like three weeks away from training camp opening up. Yeah, and these guys are going to be missing again. Now, well, I, I mean, did, I, I doubt they're all going to get signed within the time. Do you so. think that? one or two of these guys going to say, screw this, I'm going to jump ahead of the line and get my money before this becomes a bigger issue? Like, I know they waited up to this point, so there's obviously tension and there's a reason why they haven't signed yet, but do you think that they want to see a Nylander situation? If Say you're Braden Point mm-hmm. or you're Brock Besser. Those are the kind of the two names that I've heard recently who are, they, they're getting closer, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think GM Jim Benning in Canucksland has said they want to get this done before training camp. Everyone says they would do. Sure. But if they don't, mm-hmm. uh, are one of those two guys going to say, screw this, I'm going to get my money, and I just want to be done with this? It's impossible to know. I know. It's impossible to know because something could happen tomorrow, and all of a sudden it changes things. Like, 
it, there's there's no telling what could possibly happen. Right. I, I would be willing to guess. I can say that there's going to be a handful that aren't there to oh, start yeah. a camp. Yep. But as as a Flames uh, fan, are you worried about Kachuk? Not really. No, I'm more concerned by the I fact am. that I'm just more concerned at the fact that they don't seem like they've been able to find any moves. Yeah, no more caps. Like, cap like they're bringing in some guys on PTOs and stuff now. So, like Andrew McDonald was one defenseman that they brought in. On, they're bringing in for a PTO, right? Which is kind of interesting to me because that could There's be that some depth. kind of yeah, just some kind of fill guy that they're looking for to, if they're trying to shop players around but I mean you know, remember with the Flames they as soon as the news came out of about Valimaki oh yeah we're looking tomorrow to find someone from outside of the organization yeah, yeah. are you where is it we said that like, though as much well where's the money where's the moves where's the space yeah you it, it, I, I don't I don't know like I, I'm not worried about the Flames or Kachuk because I think the Flames have recognized that Matthew Kachuk is going to be one of the pieces that they'll need if they're going to try and keep him his entire career I and guarantee this is, it. This is not a good place to start pissing people off, especially if that is true. And I, I think it's true as well. They want him as a core, the potential captain after Geo goes. Uh-huh. So hopefully, I mean... At the end of the day, it's a negotiation, and yep. that's just kind of how this market has started to trend. Um, it's annoying. Yeah. It's just... the Like, it's so dumb. Like, I, I get that the players want to make money that they feel they've earned, and I get that. But we've gotten to this point where it's like you come off of your entry level deal and you're getting eleven mil. Like, the, yeah, these guys are putting up points at such a young age and they're getting their money when that money should have been for their third contract. That's the way this whole cap system has been set up. Right. Okay. Is you get your entry levels, then your bridge, mm-hmm. and then your money. So that's but why it's young- going to be like so interesting when the CBA comes up. Yeah. Like, what are they going to do? Yeah. Because they're going to have to do something. Yeah. Because the- there's no way that. I, I mean, if they get into a season, in worst case scenario, you have like Marner, and I don't think Rantanen. I would assume Rantanen gets done because the Avs have hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars to they work with. They have space. I'm surprised this isn't done. They're the it's one just, team, yeah, that should have had this done ages ago. Theirs is a term thing, though, because they got all their guys locked down for the next few years. Like, yeah. I mean, they signed Sam Gerrard. McKinnon. And they already have McKinnon long-term. They have Landeskog long-term. They yeah. brought in Jonas Donskoy. He's long-term. Yeah. Um, Eric Johnson. They, they, got a, they got a bunch of guys. So I think the biggest thing with Rantanen is just length. But like it, it, I, I can't see a way if Marner doesn't start the season and say like guys like Point don't start the season and, and Besser and Kachuk and Lion A, Connor. Like if these guys... Worst case scenario, all don't start the season. Day one, the league's going to realize then then that they have a problem. They should. I don't know oh, if they will. No, they will because they're going to affect dollar line like uh, attendance and well, they're yeah, they're a different league, right? Because yeah, I mean it's different. Wait, when you look at the different teams that are in Canada, a lot of them are revenue generators. They're not the ones that are getting. Ch- checks cut for them to make up the difference and disparity in the league. Right. Like when you have like I mean attendance won't change in Toronto but it's different in the NHL when you have a base of teams that comprise a big part of the league's fan base you listen to them more than say the NFL or MLB would or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So 
I think the the NHL will take note of it before it gets too out of control. But I mean, they'll have to wait till the CBA comes up yeah, again. What the, what can they do before October six? Really, nothing. Yeah, not a thing. So hopefully, maybe we have some positive news next week. Maybe another RFA is signed in Lillehammer. Oh, good. Not signed, but practicing. Yeah, we'll that see. would just be. Great news to uh, see more players leave. Some young kids who are not going to Lillehammer, they're going to be coming here to Medicine Hat. Training camp for the Medicine Hat Tigers mm-hmm. opens up this weekend. Uh, free for anybody to attend at the Canalta Center. So yeah. if you're interested in that, go check it out Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. The schedule's on all their social media. Mm-hmm. And they signed their first round import pick, Jonathan Brinkman Anderson, mm-hmm. to his entry-level deal. Is he going to make the roster, you think? I guess he's, yeah. they signed him, right? Yeah. It's not a case where he no. goes back to Denmark or no. whatever the case may be. No. So he's he's on the roster. Yeah. And he's, so I guess there's, now check me if I'm wrong, is it two import spots? Something or, like that now, it, yeah. Because they changed the, the rules around the league. Yeah. And I, I think you get two. So it's three overage and you think Something two. Something like that, yeah. I meaning, didn't look at it before, so. Meaning that the Danish connection of Sogard and Anderson basically take up your two... Uh, Again, I, I assume I have no idea. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't look at it. No, it's okay. So I, 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 I that's me guessing as well. So um, speaking of Sogard, and I guess the goalie situation, we didn't mention this a couple weeks ago, but Jordan Hallett is no longer with the team. He has moved on to. I think he's playing CIS hockey. I don't know if he's playing or, CIS hockey. He just said he was fo- focusing on uh, the next part of his career okay. and his life, and uh, just stepping back from hockey, and, and that was that. Yeah. So I mean. It, and now it just leaves Sogard and uh, Garen Bjorklund, which is what everyone thought it was going to be. And now yeah. it just, now it is. And now the t- Tigers have one more overage to get rid of. I was going to say that was. Or the, I should say move, not get rid of. The overage spot, if Hall were to occupy even in a backup role, there goes your over one overage spot, yeah. which you could use on one of your forwards that you want to keep as well. Right. So, yeah, you got. Remind me again. We got uh, James Hamlin. You have Hamlin. There's Tyler Prezuzo, Logan Christensen, and Hayden Oster. Hey, not there's your four. Are the four that are remaining? One of them will have to move. Yeah. No yeah. idea who it'll be. Interesting. We'll probably see how the first couple of weeks because you have a grace period where you can keep four right or above three up until a certain point. And then they got to figure things out. And then they trade so. it for a pick, or mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. kind of the case as well. So I guess we'll see you training camp. Um, what else they say? Ryan Jevney and Chad Butcher, former Tigers, signed on for CIS hockey. They're for sure going to the University of Alberta and their dominant program, full of former Tigers as well. And yeah, looking I think for they a, got second out of all the U Sports last year. Yeah. They lost to Mark Russell's team out of the East Coast. Oh, that's right. That was in Lethbridge, I want to yeah. say. Yeah, that that tournament. So that's yep. good for the U of A. They're they're loading up and uh, bigger. Oh yeah, they have never. no problems getting WHL stars or WHL guys to to university. Yeah, and I mean sometimes they they move on and get into bigger roles. Like the Flames signed uh, Luke Philp out of U of, U of A. A. He was a product of the Western Hockey League as well. So I mean, when you start tacking on those accomplishments as a program, uh, it's a lot easier to recruit because you can still... Players feel like they can still get a look at, at pro clubs and pro contracts. It's another avenue, right? Yep. Yeah. no, For sure. Good for good for those boys. Because Jevney last year, I loved watching Jevney play. Yeah. He's, he's yep. I mean, he he put up your 30 and 30 on a Tigers team. I don't, I'm not sure if he's on another club. He's that kind of guy. But he plays so hard. Like, he, he earns every one of his points. If way. he was on... If he was on another club, 
if he was on a team that had a deeper run, mm-hmm. he probably would have had a bigger impact, honestly. Yeah. Like, his shot was one of the best in the league. Right. His release is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, no, one of the he, he, very typical Tigers player from the sense that he was tough to play day in and day out. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't think that opposing players loved lining up against Jevney because it was never never easy minutes against them. So, good for him that he's uh, at U of A. Did you ever do one of those behind the stripes with Jevney or was it Prezuzo in the skating competition? That was Je- Prezuzo, right? Yeah, it did Prezuzo. For those of you who don't know, uh, Lance Dahl last season maybe will maybe he'll do it this year. He did a uh, once a week segment or maybe once every two week segment called Behind the Stripes on Chat TV. Yeah, where he got to interview uh, one of the Tigers and do a fun little activity with them, kind of like a Cabby Presents, Cabby on the Street kind of thing. Similar to yeah, it was super yeah, like, cool. We had a lot of different guys. He did have Jevney by the he way. He did have Jevney. Okay. Yeah, um, I think we had. I think we had all of the. Overages. I'm trying to think who they were last I year. I know Hammond was the uh, the Hammond wasn't an overage, but we did him. Oh, the gingerbread the, uh, house. gingerbread houses. That was yeah, awesome. we had Jevney. We had McPherson. Right. Um, you have missed another. Oh, overage. do you have Linus Nassen in the hair? No. Yeah, you, you were that talking was about what I that. missed. You yeah. were talking about that. I tried to do one with Nassen, and he was too big deal for me. You did so guard in the goalie. That was probably my funny. That was the funniest. Mads one. is a good one. That Mads, one. I, I got Mads free Tim Hortons now when he goes. That's awesome. Because now he goes in there and he gets comped. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Well, did, I don't get comped. Didn't he, when uh, the local media was meeting with Mads after his first skate of the, the season, he said, what do you miss about Canada? Tim Hortons. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. He's a big Timmy's guy. Good, big Timmy's guy. Good for Mads. Um, yeah, really looking forward to the Tiger season. We're going to definitely, uh, like when Jesse's back, definitely get more into Tigers and, uh, you know, provide some more in-depth analysis mm-hmm. for everyone because that's one of the points of pride we want to give to you. So Yeah, well, preseason starts next weekend. Next Wednesday. Yeah, is that what it is? Wednesday I think already? September the 4th, which is a Wednesday. Something like that. But I know they're in Irvin. The problem, yeah. Wednesday, September 4th, yeah. Head out to Irvin. The problem is no preseason games in Canalta. Nope. They didn't do it last year. They never though. did either. Is that a thing? Like, is it, like I know other teams can host, like Lethbridge and Red Deer. Like they host in their arenas. They yeah. never have to travel to. I, I mean, it's great to get the community support in Irvin and Seven Persons and all that good jazz. But like, yep. never host at Canelta. Well, no, no, they don't. No, they, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it's some kind of politics or something like that. Yeah. Maybe they just want to expand their reach into the uh, rural communities around Medicine Hat. Let's put it that way. Very true. That very sounds true. very. That's, that sounds wonderful. When we messaged, I messaged out to Jesse just before we recorded about his wrestling. What he wanted to get acro- uh, across to you, the listener, uh, for his wrestling segment, because since he couldn't be here. Get there, fuck! You're gonna stroke out. Sounds like no. I'm, what he wanted to say the, to you, the, the listener, the person that that clicked play. He told me, "Oh, on the gridiron." <laughs> We're not talking gridiron. If you missed that gridiron thing, click back to last. Last week's episode. No, scroll in. Two weeks ago. I'm trying to sell it. Two, we- two weeks ago. I know. I'm trying to get more people. Fuck. Just go. AEW's big pay per view this weekend. Do you know what it's called? All Out. <laughs> okay. Aptly named. Yep. And then John Moxley out and pack in. What's that? So John Moxley was Dean Ambrose in the WWE. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah. Well, he's not in the WWE anymore. Surprise. Okay. Uh, John Moxley has what he says is a, a serious case of MRSA that's back in his elbow. Now, MRSA is basically just a bacterial type infection that kept him out of the WWE. It came in 2017, December 2017. Nine months he was out with this bacterial infection called MSRA. Um, 
So kept him out of that. He's got that back again. And apparently he's going for surgery uh, pretty soon. I think it was this week he goes for surgery. And he's expected to have a quick recovery and be back in uh, early October for when A&E or AEW goes on TNT. Okay. So we talked a, about that last week with yeah. the, uh, the new TV deal. So he expects to be on or ready to go when TV get or AEW gets on TNT. Okay. Um, I, th- this fucking Pac dude. Yeah. Who? <laughs> I just know. I know he was Neville in the WWE. I remember that. Neville. Yeah. Okay, I never heard of Neville. So. Okay, well, go on YouTube when we're done this. Okay. Um, but anyway, he's going to fight Kenny Omega. Uh, a couple other big matches on the card, Jericho uh, versus Adam Page, and Lucha Brothers for the Young Bu- or versus the Young Bucks for the tag team titles. And uh, a lot of people are floating around the idea that CM Punk might return oh. and might show up to AEW because they're in Chicago. I mean, oh, CM Punk's yeah. already said that he's, or he said in the past that he's done with wrestling. Who knows? Is he also done with UFC and mixed martial arts? I, I hope so. Because he was For bad. his sake, I hope he is. Right. Um, but yeah, so hometown show. Wouldn't be the craziest thing if he showed up on AEW, but also not expected at mm-hmm. this point. But, uh, but yeah, kind of sucks for for John Moxley because this was going to be a huge fight between Moxley and Kenny Omega. Totally. Um, and, and this just kind of runs it down a little bit. But it's also huge because I believe this is one of the big... Uh, First fights, excuse me, for, for Pac or Pac or fucking Pac-Man, whatever you want to <laughs> okay, call it. Okay, yeah. Uh, Neville, uh, just call him whatever you want. I like Neville. Um, I haven't actually heard what his name's supposed to be. I just I did some research. Um, Good for you. I did not. Yeah. I, well, I'm trying here. Um, <laughs> but no, so like this is apparently going to be just not as big as the Moxley fight, but still huge because this will be one of the first matches that Pac, Pac, Pac-Man's going to have. Uh, I'm just calling them all three because I don't genuinely know which one offend. it is. I should have asked. Pac, Pac, Pac-Man family. Well, when it's written P-A-C, it could be Pac, like Tupac. It could be Pac without the K. It could be Pac-Man because Pac-Man didn't have a K. Had a dash. It was a P-A-C dash. Yeah. We didn't call him Pac-Man. We called him Pac-Man. We so, did. But it was also called Tupac. I don't know. English is hard. In any case, there's some real good matches on the card. It's Saturday in Chicago. Um, AEW All Out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is that one of those, do you call it a free for view? I think this is a pay for view. It's a pay per view. I think so. Okay. AEW All Out price. Check out the yeah, old Internet let's see Explorer. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it is a traditional PPV. Oh, PPV. For the price of $49.99. Oh, it's cheaper than uh, your typical... It's not bad, eh? A UFC or WWE pay-per-view, I'd say. Uh, yeah, I think so. I it's, think it's their second major ever. pay-per-view. Good for them. Mind you, I don't know if, they, if they're counting the, the free-for-view as being the first, or if the <laughs> right. free-for-view was just a free-for-view. I'm not really sure. Okay. It's kind of hard to keep track of, of wrestling. Because there's a, there's, there's a lot of it. There's a lot. There's a lot. And like all the UFCs we got going on. And too. for me, none of it's really all that mainstream, which makes it difficult. Like I appreciate the and I bring it up like every week, the cult following that comes with wrestling because it's um still in the stages where like you have to subscribe to certain platforms in order to see it. And yeah. things like New Japan, like they'll wrestle at like three AM our time and so like you gotta watch crazy different times and stuff like that. It's just so much more of a cult following. But for a guy who just wants to like keep up with it. It's almost impossible because none of it's mainstream. 
No. And I don't want to read reviews from Randy Random about what <laughs> could have happened. No, we get to hear from Lance Dahl. Well, yeah. Stats man. I, I did some digging anyway. Good. Try. That's good. Try to educate myself a little bit, but I did not figure out who Pac-Pac Pac, Pac Man is. Well, we covered our, our bases. So. I call him I call him Neville, but that's wrong. <laughs> Neville's Someone's going to be screaming. You know what? Fuck it. We're calling him Benjamin. <laughs> His actual name's Benjamin. I'm calling him Benjamin. <laughs> okay, deal. Benjamin Satterley. Oh, is that that's a made up last name too? No, that's his real name. Oh, his real name's Benjamin Sattersley, though. Satterley. Oh, Satter. Okay. Or no. Satterley. Olay. Yeah, he's English. Olay. Okay, interesting. Um, but in any case, he's Benjamin from here on out. Is that everything you got? Um, Can we wrap this bad boy up? <laughs> I think so. Okay, I think that's it. All right. Thanks for your your wrestling knowledge. Yeah, no worries. I, I think Jesse would be so proud. Okay, we'll we'll review this next week. Yeah. Do Jess- you think it's Pac or Pac? I think it's Pac. I think it's Pac. Really? Okay, we'll do a hot dog bet. It's co- okay. I Costco, think it's got to be Pac. Costco hot dog bet. Sure. Right here on the pod. I think it's got to be Pac. I think it's Pac. All right. Uh, thank you so much for finding us, downloading us. Uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. A little shout out to ourselves. We've had 300 Facebook likes. Yeah. Thank you thank, so much. Thanks to you guys. You guys are the best. Feel and, free to tell uh, all your friends how great we are. Yeah. We're going to be talking way more uh, local sports. Tigers, obviously. A lot of and Tigers and football coming. Tigers and football. And then, like, hockey as well. Gosh, next month is going to start to get crazy. That, it's the best time as a sports fan. So, hopefully, All you're right, wrap it up, you're Colby. For the ride. Find us on Twitter, at OnTheBoardPod. For We're Lance Hall, Colby McKee, thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully, we have Jesse back next week. We'll We're talk late! To Thanks for listening to On The Board. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform. And find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OnTheBoardPodcast. Yes! Yes!